everybody, welcome to another episode of the Echo Leadership Podcast. My name is David, one of your hosts, and we are all about helping you grow as a leader, which is why I'm excited for this episode, because today we're going to listen to a special talk from Andy Wood at the Exponential Bay Area Regional Conference. This was a conference that gathered leaders together all over the Bay Area and the Western region of the United States. And in this talk, you're going to hear Andy speak from the heart, but also challenge us as leaders on how we can think about our leadership. So be sure to head over to echo.church slash leadership podcast. That's echo.church slash leadership podcast, where you can drop in your email and we will send you notes that go along with this release so that you're able to get the most out of it. So now let's get ready to jump in and hear this talk from Andy Wood. So my assignment is to talk about the kingdom vision that God wants to bring about through you that will only happen through networking. And I believe in this last session that God wants to expand your vision to help you see that there is infinitely more that is possible than you can think, ask, or imagine according to the power of God that's at work in us together. Now, I wanna share it like uh, this with a story. So recently, um, I think most of us have thought about quitting in ministry and to help us all, probably the majority of us have a therapist. Just out of curiosity, (laughs) raise your hand if you have a therapist. So I got a new therapist in COVID um, and he's awesome. His name is Dr. Powers. He has actually been doing what he does longer than I've been alive. And so he started working with me and he said, hey, I want you to try some different spiritual practices. So the first one is like, I want you to take a lawn chair and take a Dallas Willard book or something and go out and read and let God kind of speak to you in a different environment. So I did it. That was awesome. And then we got back together on our next call on Zoom. And he said, well, now I have a new assignment for you. I want you to go and take a passage of scripture and draw that passage of scripture. And I'm like, you have not seen my drawing. I'm like, I am not an artist. I'm, I can't do that. I, my drawings w- look worse than like a four-year-old. But I'm, I'm paying this guy, so I need to do what he tells me to do. <laughs> so one day I'm reading and I'm going through Matthew chapter nine and I stumble across this passage that we've all read so many times. And I wanna read it over you because I felt like the Lord spoke to my heart in a way that convicted me And it also lifted a burden for me. And I think it's what he wants to say to us right now. In Matthew chapter nine, I wanna read these verses over you. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. I was reading this morning in Exodus and it's almost like the exact same line that God uses when he descends on Israel and he says, I've heard their cry that it's it's risen up to me. So Jesus had this compassion for the crowds. He wanted people to know the Father. He wanted people to experience joy and peace. And you you see this in this passage. And it says, they were like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to who? To the Lord of the harvest. Sometimes we forget who is the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest field. So I took my journal out. I drew some sheaves of wheat and I was like, okay, that's cool. Let the sheaves speak. And then after a few moments, I'm there and I'm praying and I felt like the Lord wanted me to write a hand in my journal. And so I just kind of went along with it and I wrote a hand and I kind of started staring at it. I'm like, well, what do you want me to gain from this? 
And I felt like the Lord was asking me, Andy, how big are your hands? I want you to hold out your hand for just a moment in front of you. And some people have big hands, some people have small hands, but I want you to wrestle through how, how big are your hands? And what I felt like the Lord was saying to me in that moment was that so often I live as a leader as though my hands are the only hands that need to bring the harvest in. And what I sensed in that moment was that the burden I feel is that often I think I'm the Lord of the harvest and my hands are the ones that bring the harvest in. And the anxiety that I feel and the worry and the concern come from my inability to see my hands are not big enough for the harvest. And if you have a vision that you can actually accomplish with your hands, either your vision is too small or your trust in your hands is too big. And here's a line I want you to write down. The greater the harvest, the greater the need for more hands. If we wanna have the kind of harvest that changes a region, we have to have more hands to accomplish the vision. That's what Jesus was doing in the passage in Matthew 10. That's what Jesus was doing in Luke uh, uh, chapter 10 as well, when he spoke to the 12 and the 72. And he said, this is your commission. Pray that the Lord would send more workers into his field. The greater the harvest, the greater the need for more hands. So the Lord was speaking to me in that moment. And part of the reason why I wanna share this with you is because I think for many of us, the reason that we don't network together at a greater level is because we think our church, our hands are the ones that are going to bring in all the harvest. And what God wants to do is expand our vision. When God looks at the Bay Area or God looks at Portland or God looks at Seattle, God doesn't just see your church or my church. God looks at a region and he sees people who are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And his longing is that every one of the nine plus million in this region would know his heart and have a relationship with him. And the magnitude of that vision, a thriving local church within 10 to 15 minutes of every single person in the Bay Area can happen with one leader. It can happen with one church. It can happen with one network. It has to be a movement of networks. It has to be a group of people that believe it's not just about my field that God has called me to. It's about the bigger heart that God has way more exceedingly, infinitely above and beyond anything that we could think, ask, or imagine according to his power that's at work where? Within us. Not just me, within us. So I want to give you a couple questions to wrestle through with your vision. And I want you just to think for a moment. Here's another line to write down. Greater kingdom vision leads to greater kingdom collaboration. So the bigger my vision the more hands that are required for that vision to become a reality. And here are some questions just to wrestle through. How big is your kingdom vision? The first one is about size. And the question is, how big is the potential harvest? Like if I were to sit down with you for coffee and I were to say, okay, over the next year, people are coming back to buildings and some people are still online and some people are in homes. And what would a win look like with the harvest over the next year? And some of you would say, well, if 15 people came to faith in Jesus, that would be awesome. Or maybe if 50 people started serving and leading, that would be incredible. Or a thousand people got into groups and started growing as disciples, that would be amazing. And what I believe God wants to say is whatever you could conjure up, it's small. It's small compared to the capacity of what God can accomplish through you. And sometimes God will challenge you at a heart level to wrestle through 
that his harvest field is bigger than your local field. And I had an experience like this. So we, we have lots of relationships with churches and we made a commitment from the very beginning. Anytime somebody is planting a church in the Bay Area that is trying to accomplish the Great Commission and they love Jesus, we wanna get behind them. We wanna pray, we wanna give, we wanna do whatever we can to help them. So there was a church that came along a few years after us and uh, we got in a partnership, we gave some resources to them and they grew, but they never got into a building and they were praying for a building. And so Stacy and I, we started joining together to pray with them that God would eventually open up the door for them to have a building. And I saw on Instagram one day, they got a building and I was so excited. I was like thrilled, they had been praying. Until I clicked through and I watched the video and I realized that their building is 2000 seats. And I was like, God, I wanted you to bless them with the building, but not one bigger than our building. <laughs> Can I be honest? Like in my heart, I'm like, I, I wanted you to bless them, but not more than you're blessing us. And the Lord really challenged me. Is this too honest? Um, and so there's this like 45 day period of time. They had to raise the money. And if they didn't raise the money, then they wouldn't get the building. So like, I'm starting to think, well, maybe they won't raise the money and we can get the building. And, and then after that, I, I sensed very clearly the Holy Spirit was saying, there's a sum of money that I want you to give to them. And it's more money than you, your church, this church has ever given to any church plan. And I want to challenge you. So I knew better than to bounce this off of my wife, who has a spiritual <laughs> gift of generosity. So I found a couple other staff members and I just asked them, I'm like, so what do you guys think? Like, what, well, how much should we do? And so I collected the number. But I, in my heart, I'm like, I know that I'm, I'm disobeying and I'm just, I'm justifying it. You ever do that? You're like, I'm coming up with reasons why I shouldn't do the thing that God has asked me to do. And one day I get an email from this pastor and he asks me for support financially. And at that moment, I'm like, I can't disobey. So I immediately responded back within about 30 minutes and he's like blown away. He sends me a text and you know we kind of exchange messages. And I know that I have been disobeying God for multiple weeks. And God challenged me, Andy, is it a win if another church gets a building with 2000 seats that has been empty and it's filled up with people? Are you just as excited about that if the building that I've given to your church it's filled up with people. If my heart is not just as excited about that, I don't have a big kingdom vision. And God is, God is stretching our vision. So then when our finance team wanted to know where to pull it from, I said, just pull it from spiritual development for the pastor. That's the category right there. <laughs> I needed that. It was all just for my growth right there. So how, how much harvest can you bring in with just your hands? How big is the harvest? And then the second question is related to scope, and that is how much harvest can you bring in with just your hands, with the buildings you have or the homes that people meet in? If this was a phenomenal year and it was like just the best year you ever had, how much harvest could you bring in? And again, your hands are too small for the harvest. I'll never forget, I know that Steve Clifford is in the room, and when we moved here, we did the city serve event and we had like a bunch of people wearing t-shirts from the church and a mission team that came out. And we had heard about Westgate, like this is an incredible church here in the Bay Area. And we started meeting people and we met somebody from Westgate where Steve Clifford is the pastor. 
And they, they started asking us all these questions, like, what are you doing? And which, you know, a little bit of theology and like going on and on and on. So th- this person left the event. And then the next week I got an email from Steve Clifford and I'm like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like we're recruiting people to help start a church. He's, he's going to like take me through the ringer, ask me a bunch of difficult questions. And our team drove over to his office. He invited me to come over and it went so wonderful, aside from the fact that he had Dallas Cowboy stuff up all over his office. Um, but I, I'll never forget that conversation from Steve Clifford because he said, welcome to the Bay Area. We need a thousand more churches. And that generosity, y'all can clap for that. That, that open-handedness um, is so moving. I, I want to be that. We want to be that for other churches. And that won't happen if our vision doesn't expand. God's vision for what he can do in your city is way bigger than your vision. So you could add a hundred to it and God's vision is infinitely above and beyond what you can think, ask, or imagine. And the question I want to finish with is how can we bring in the greatest harvest in all of our local churches? I believe when we enter into the conversation about the Great Commission, we have to enter through the lens that God wants to move. God wants to change people's lives. And the question around strategy is how does that actually happen? Well, that's what we're talking about. It happens through networks of people that work together to reach as many people as possible for Jesus. More harvest requires more hands. So if we're going to have a harvest that changes a city, changes a region, it's going to require more people, more churches, more networks working together. And the most practical thing that we can do is that we can pray and ask God, the Lord of the harvest, to send out workers into his harvest fields, and we can join together with other people who are working together to accomplish the Great Commission. And so I want to very practically ask you, are you working together? with other people to see it happen? Are you encouraging the people in your city at a level that when they win, when people come to faith in their church or they get a building or they get more resources that you're able to put your hands together and say, that's a win. That's a win for our church. That's a win for the capital C church. That's a win for the kingdom of God. We wanna pray with the kind of faith that God can change a city. How many of you believe that the San Francisco Bay Area that is currently known for resistance to the message of Jesus can become known as a place where the gospel message goes from here to the ends of the earth? Do you believe that as possible? When, when we lift our vision, there were so many people when we started our church that said, you can't do that kind of church in that city. And everybody who started a church hears that kind of stuff. But what God wants to say to you is if he gave you a dream, if he gave you a vision, he can do it in you, he can do it through you. And when we do it together, we can do infinitely more than we could think, ask, or imagine. And I wanna invite you, if you will, will you just posture your hands with me for a moment in front of you? And just like I did a moment ago, look at your hands and ask, how much harvest can I bring in with these hands? There's such a limitation of what I can accomplish in my power. But when the spirit of God moves and he shows up, God takes ordinary people, ordinary churches of all sizes, house churches, 50, 100, 1,000, all of it matters to God. And he wants to multiply his kingdom through you. He wants 
his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And God, I know for so many of you leaders right now, you're, you're burdened, you're weighed down, you're, you're dealing with all the criticism of the last year. You're dealing with your own internal struggle. Should I keep doing this? You're having to relaunch the church while you're completely exhausted. And some of you right now, you're like, man, I'm just done. I don't have anything left to give. And the Holy Spirit wants to infuse in you a new sense of vision that can't be accomplished with your hands. It's gonna require more hands for the harvest. So I wanna invite you right now, if you will, just as you posture your hands, just to say, come Holy Spirit. If you'll say it with me, come Holy Spirit. Father, we recognize that the vision that you have for our lives and for our churches is so much bigger than we can possibly think. And God, I'm so incredibly grateful for the privilege of being a part of what is an emerging movement in this region. I believe that as you put a dream in my heart as a teenager, and I'm seeing it come to fruition, that you are able, you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly beyond anything that we could ask, think, or imagine. And we haven't even scratched the surface of what is possible. But we need you, God. We need you to move in the hearts of more people, to plant more churches. We need you to move in the hearts of our people to get a greater sense of urgency around the Great Commission. We need you to move in our hearts to bring us back to center of why we do this, that it's your glory we desire and we deeply care about people experiencing the life that we've experienced, the joy, the peace, the hope that you filled our hearts with. So I pray now, Holy Spirit, that you would come, that you would breathe on people today who need to be encouraged, that you'd lift vision, that you'd lift eyes, that you would give us kingdom eyes to see your kingdom. I pray that your kingdom would come in the Bay Area as it is in heaven. I pray that your kingdom would come on the West Coast as it is in heaven. I pray that your kingdom would come in North America as it is in heaven. God, let us, let us not continue to diminish as a church in this nation, God. I pray that you would pour out your spirit on us, that you would multiply your church, just like Dave said, that that percentage would continue to change that it wouldn't be a nation where the gospel is going backwards, but we would see it move forward. God, bless what you're doing so that thousands and thousands of people could come to know you and bless the work that you've already started in our cities. And we will give you glory for what it is that you do in and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I hope that talk has been encouraging to you and you're walking with some things that you can apply this week in your leadership because we're all about helping leaders grow and get better. Y'all, it means the world to us when you like, share, and subscribe these episodes. So whatever platform you're on, I wanna invite you to subscribe so that you're updated with future releases. And you can head over to echo.church slash leadership podcast just drop in your email and we'll send you the notes for all future releases along with an update so that you know when new episodes are releasing. We release a brand new episode the first business day of every month and occasionally you'll see some bonus releases that are all around helping you get better as a leader. 